Hey there. Ever feel like you just need a break from the day-to-day of work, put on that out of office and be alongside peers learning from fellow nonprofits and industry experts on what they see working when it comes to fundraising, marketing, growing a monthly giving program, retention, everything that encompasses what you do? Well, if so, I have two events for you to mark down. June 4th and 5th is Donor Perfect's Community Conference Spark. It is for any fundraiser wanting to excel in donor management, program innovation, community engagement, and organizational growth, and it is free. So click the link in the show notes to register. And then an event that I have attended three years in a row is the NEO Summit, combining practical, actionable, and very data-informed content with also this really electric and immersive atmosphere. The NEO Summit is more than just a conference. It is a really fun and great place to get away from your desk and innovate your fundraising and accelerate your impact. So you can join hundreds of your fellow nonprofit professionals in Indianapolis in September on the 18th and 19th. And you can save $600 on your ticket right here. It is the lowest price available anywhere. So click the link in the show notes for both of these events. They are incredible. They put on an incredible speaker presentation, all tons of great resources for you. Invest in yourself and the growth of your organization by attending these two phenomenal events. I think the first thing when I'm coming into a brand negotiation or talk or discussion, I'm always asking the brand, what's your intentions besides the bottom line? And then before that, I'm asking myself, is this in alignment for my greatest, highest good? And is, is this in alignment for who I am and what I represent? So those are the two things. Is does this fit who I am? And this is an ultimate alignment of where I want to go. And what's their intentions? Because a lot of times when I talk to big corporations and brands, whether it's their marketing team or a campaign for ads, I'm like, why are you hiring influencers? Like, what is it about? Are you just trying to fit a quota to meet a number because you have to? Or you really like this person? You really know them. You can relate. The audience can relate. Oh, is it about numbers? And granted, it's okay if it's about numbers. I just want to know the truth. Hey there, you're listening to the Missions to Movements podcast, and I'm your host, Dana Snyder, digital strategist for nonprofits and founder and CEO of Positive Equation. This show highlights the digital strategies of organizations making a positive impact in the world. Ready to learn the latest trends, actionable tips, and the real stories from behind the feed? Let's transform your mission into a movement. That's right. I know. We're coming in with some hot, great feeling energy today. Eric just came on pre-recording, y'all. This is how we roll. And he's like, who are you? You've got good energy. And we went through some really cool life number stuff. We're both Pisces. The energy. Can you all feel it like coming through your headphones? (laughs) Right now, it's going to be good. And I want to make sure that everyone knows who this guest is. And not just from potentially an appearance on a reality TV show. Eric Baker, you formerly were on The Bachelorette on Rachel Lindsay's season and a few other hit shows. But I want like the non google bio of who Eric is for people to meet you. Would you share that? Oh, wow. That's a great question. How do I explain who I am? I'm a spiritual individual. I love life. I love living. I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. 
came to LA at 22. So 13 years ago, I'm still oh here. Gosh. I had an opportunity to go on four TV shows. I've done commercials. I've done Dance with the Stars, Family Food, all those things. But more importantly, I'm just here to help the world heal and evolve and for people to become their greatest self through the vibration and vessel of my being, whether it's entertainment, podcasts, books, speaking, training, personal development, emotional intelligence, life path numbers, human design, astrology, Myers-Briggs. I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm just, I'm a book (laughs) of a lot of wisdom from past lives to this life and through everything I experience and been through. And so I'm just here to help people heal and be their best self. Beautiful. Was that always a passion that you had or something that you found a little bit later in life? Yeah, I think I've always wanted to help people. I think since I was a kid, I mean, all my team sports, I was a leader. I was the captain. I wasn't the best player, but I stood out because I was a leader and I, I knew how to get people to where they wanted to go. Or I just understood people more than they understood themselves. And so I just had this passion of giving. And maybe that's the Pisces in us, right? The mm-hmm. martyrs, you know, self-sacrificing, always giving and nurturing others. But it's just in me. It's not on me. I love it. Which actually, a TV show can really build an instant no like trust factor with people, mm-hmm. sometimes in a good way and sometimes in a bad way. I used to work on American Idol as a digital producer. And so I understand sometimes the producers are trying to get one thing to happen versus what a character might actually be of the real human being that's there. Mm -hmm. But you turned it and really talking about like mindset and spirituality have turned it for something amazing. How did you like post show your influence is going to increase just awareness of who you are? How did you decide to use that influence once like cameras are off. You know, I've always been intentional prior to the show and post show, you know, before I went on the show, because I was big on like, why is this in my life? How did I attract Mm -hmm. it to my vibration? And then I said, you know, if it goes well, I'm going to use this, my platform for good. And it was a thing when I got off my first season, it was this thing, oh, you're the guy from The Bachelor. Right. And some people couldn't distinguish who I was because they always thought all the black guys were the same person, whoever got the most. However, for me, it was like, I'm going to be more than just a face and a name. Like, you're not going to just know me from that show. I'm going to be a part of that show and that season and that nation, but I'm going to be more than that. And so from that point on, that intention, I built my brand and started with partnering with like the radio show. Shouts out to Power 106 who invited me to my first ever suicide prevention walk Mm. in 2017. And at the time it was just so like unreal because I'm like, this is a real thing. Like to go to a suicide prevention walk, to see all these photos of these people who lost their life to such a tragic thing. It felt bad for me to know that you quote unquote had to be someone to kind of have acknowledgement of this thing. And so from there, like my wheels start spinning. Like I want to know more about mental health suicide, depression. Yeah, I know you did work with Movember. Yeah, Movember, Didi Hirsch. It's a suicide prevention center here in LA. I worked with Ad Council with Love Your Mind just recently in uh, last year of November. And then from there, I just started becoming like, okay, who do I want to be and how do the audience perceive me, right? Mm-hmm. Am I a fan favorite? Am I a villain? Do people like me? Am I likable? I always knew I had a great personality. And so I just started really being intentional about brand deals, opportunities, and I kind of knew what they were looking for. And I would ask around, like, oh, how do you see me? What do you think I am? And how do you feel? Or 
And then from there, I just started to just, like I said, be intentional. And piece by piece, I put things together and they took off in such a phenomenal way. Speaking of the brand partnerships and social impact work that you've been a part of, what have you really enjoyed? Like, I think a lot of listeners have brands and organizations who would love to partner with somebody of influence to raise awareness for their cause, their mission, their brand. And when you are asked to be a part of something, what are the things that you look for in order to say yes or no? And when you do say yes, has made it meaningful? Like what's been like, not just a deal, like something that happened, but it was like, oh, I really like felt a part of this. Well, I think the first thing when I'm coming into a brand negotiation or talk or discussion, I'm always asking the brand, what's your intentions besides the bottom line? Mm -hmm. And then before that, I'm asking myself, is this in alignment for my greatest, highest good? And is is this in alignment for who I am and what I represent? Right. So those are two things. Is Does this fit who I am? And this is an ultimate alignment of where I want to go. And what's their intentions? Because a lot of times when I talk to big corporations and brands, whether it's their marketing team or a campaign for ads, I'm like, why are you hiring influencers? Like, what is it about? Are you just trying to fit a quota to meet a number because you have to? Or you really like this person? You really know them. You can relate. The audience can wait. Oh, is it about numbers? And granted, it's okay if it's about numbers. I just want to know the truth. Right. Because once I put my energy in it, I want to know how can I help amplify what we're doing opposed to you giving me a check or giving me something and thinking like, oh, this was a transactional thing. I did well. And I'll give you a quick story. I was talking to a bank. I think it was Wells Fargo. I spoke to Wells Fargo Infidelity. And I think I brought up the same discussion where, say I'm working with Bank of America, Wells Fargo, right? And you're paying me to be the influencer for your campaign, say for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I have no type of incentive to know what invest in my money, how to grow my money, or some type of acumen where I'm not just getting money, I'm getting assets from the banking. Like you're helping me invest right. my money or showing me where I should put it. I was like, that's because everyone is trying to they have a budget, you have to spend it, but how do we evolve this relationship? Right. You're paying for my services and I'm adding to you, but how can we make this more than just a transaction? Yes. I put up a few photos and videos. Where should I invest my money? If you're giving me 10000 for a brand deal, how about I put 20 to 30% in a bond or a trust? I don't know. Like, help me, help me, because y'all have the information. Right. And I help you understand this influential world. So I always think about the thinking. I think about the things that these companies are not thinking about. That's so important as it terms yeah. of like those are assets that they have to offer. They're not even thinking about that would be valuable right. for right. you. And you're like, that's so important to me. And building like my long-term longevity of my business and of my brand and what I want to do. And I think all of us as brands, as organizations have those things that we're sitting on that we don't even think to bring to the table all the time. Absolutely. Because we're just used to like, we have a structure, we have a deal, we have a contract. This is the way it's always been. It's very popular in, you might notice this in the nonprofit space. A lot of times there's one-off galas. and people ask to be table sponsors of corporate sponsors. And then that's the only ask all year instead of like, how can we further this relationship and have it be continuous all the time? I love that. I wanted to ask you, do you have an example of like a social impact? Like you mentioned the suicide prevention watch of 
a campaign that you think like went super well and you loved it? And like, what was the impact of you being a part of it? I've done so many campaigns. I'm trying to think. Mm. Oh, I'll give you an example. Uh, Uber. Okay. I'll even be free on what I got paid just so I can give the listeners and the people listening. You know, I don't know. It was like two, three years ago. So here's the thing. I did Uber for probably two years. I think I stopped doing Uber right before I went on TV. It's like 2016, end of 2016. So when I got the brand deal to work with Uber, I wanted more money, right? I think I wanted like 6,000 full posts or something like that. They gave me four. I said, cool, I'll take it. Manager at the time was like, let's just settle with four and we just do our best job. So remember, I was an Uber driver. I can relate to doing Uber. I'm not just taking the money. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done, I did Uber. So you name it, I've done it in LA. I've been in LA 13 years. I was a door guy at one point. I sold water machines. I did it all so I can relate to a lot of people in different ways. I'm not just this guy who went on TV who don't have a real life experience. However, I did the the brand deal. I put something together because it was about a storyline. Like, you know, they loved it so much, they doubled my pay. I walked away with $8,000. Wow. Because I was able to create a story that was so relatable and real to the audience and the customers. So it's really about like coming to the table and having like an aligned sense of what do you want to accomplish? I love the concept of like having more creative assets to the back of what this brand, what this yeah. organization actually can do. And I also want to raise another area that you've done work in, which I think is really powerful outside of just helping orgs raise awareness. You've also done some internal DEIB work, yeah, which is diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging with companies. How does an engagement like that with you normally start? Like what are the internal challenges like an organization is coming to you with and what are they looking to accomplish? Well, here's the thing. I was in the diversity and inclusion space before I was even aware I was. And it wasn't recently to last summer when I went to uh, Cannes Lion, the festival in France. By the way, my aunt is Renee Myers. She used to be the VP of Netflix, diversity and inclusion strategist. So before I had my speech out there for diversity and inclusion, she kind of gave me some tidbits. And she also has a friend named Ratu Basin who has a book called Belonging. And then I had to realize like, And belonging meaning like you can't belong to a community outside of yourself if you don't belong to yourself, Mm. right? I can't want someone that's different than my race or background to accept me if I'm not accepting me, right? My aunt was saying, nephew, you belong because you know yourself. You understand yourself. You can move in different rooms and you're a chameleon. You can cold switch. You can adapt. You can relate. You're relatable. So that's actually a thing that you can really speak on. Mm. In a diverse space was just, to be quite frank, you know, I asked someone like years ago from an influencer company, what is it about me? She's like, Eric, be honest, you're a crossover type. We can put you in the urban world. We can put you in the corporate world. You just fit in. So I was like, ah, so I'm that guy for people, right? Mm. So that's what a diversity comes to be. So I'm safe. I'm likable. They trust me. My look, like all these things that I had to kind of like get to the root of like ah so that's the diversity came in for me that i understood okay it wasn't like yeah they was hiring me because of that but there was other things that i feel was bringing me forward outside of that like yeah i was this but i don't think that's why i was getting these calls i think it's who i am yeah what i was presenting 
but the belonging piece and then understanding like it's okay if you don't know how you know a minority thinks so i used to tell companies you don't have to act as if you do say look i don't know and i think the challenge is when some creators minority creators in the public space they speak on it in a way where they get mad that people don't know it's like no you can't get mad because I would tell, like, we had the pandemic, it was a lot going on, and I had a few friends from the show who wasn't Black, and a lot of people was giving them backlash, and I went on Instagram Live to defend them. Like, no, don't talk to them like that. Like, we don't even root for ourselves like that, depending on the minority mm. group I was talking about. And so I say all that to say, sometimes people think just because you're Italian, just because you're Jewish, just because you're Black, that you all think the same and believe the same thing. It's not true. No. You can't put me in a box. And I think most times people want you to root for something that, that they wholeheartedly believe in. It's like, I don't have that thinking. I don't play the victim. I don't feel like I'm old something. And then I also don't feel entitled. But I do understand the separation. I do understand the differences in the world. I'm not, you know, I'm privy to that. I'm not just like blind. And, you know. Yeah. I get it. But I just like to be real and raw when it comes to those issues and topics. But I do understand. And here's the thing. When I was in France, the thing I think the, the company dropped the ball on is that they had a DEIB panel and it was only minorities. It was only people of color. And I didn't like that. Why wasn't an Asian person yeah. up there or Hispanic or, you know, European? They didn't have that. Yeah. Well, they dropped the ball because here's the thing. They didn't really care, mm. but they cared because they had a budget for it and they had to do it. They don't know that I know that, but they should know that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's another thing with these big corporations and companies, when they have all this money, there's no care because they have the money. We'll just pay some minority or diverse creators to come speak on this. They're not really intentional. They don't really care what happens. Oh, we did our job. Done. When you are going in and working with companies and doing a training on this, what is like a goal or desire of yours when that training is complete? Like you walk away. What is it like? Oh, they got it. Like I can tell they're going to like be working on this. Well, I just think just stretch their perspective, right? Yeah. Just stretch their perspective. I think at the time in France, I I talked to like CMO of Coca-Cola and he was talking about the Budweiser commercial that came out last summer. I don't know if you remember it. And they were just so like, that was bad for Budweiser. But I was like, was it? Y'all are like, yeah, it was bad, but maybe that was a learning experience for them as well. And then I was asking them, and I was like, how would you guys react to something like that? Mm. They didn't really know how to answer that. And that's okay, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't want you to have an answer for everything, but then you're not being authentic to what you know and who you are. And I think in the corporate world, everybody wants to be politically correct and they want to cross the T's and dot their I's. And it's like, listen, sometimes you can't cross the T, you can't dot the I because you don't have the pen for that or the marker or the eraser. Oh, that's good. You don't have the pen for that. Yeah, it's okay. And so yeah. that was the thing that I realized. I like to stretch people's perspective and expand their paradigms to get them to think on a different level because if you're not thinking on it, it's never going to be something that's you're going to be aware of because you don't have to. A lot of times they have to think about it because they're not in the space. Does that flow into your, I know you have a psychology around, it's called, it's miracle season. Yeah, 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 for sure. I know you're all about like, we both very strong belief in energy and 
And I really believe in like speaking what you want into the world. We talked a little bit about like, I do journaling in like present tense saying that it's already happened. When you're working on campaigns or somebody like listeners are working on campaigns, is there like a certain mindset that you think and maybe expand on what is its miracle season? But when people are coming together to have a certain mindset and energy, building something fresh and new? Yeah. So it's miracle season is a metamorphosis. It's a transformation, mind, body, spirit, and even emotional, right? So my whole intention for miracle season is for you to be in the ultimate alignment of your soul and your essence of who you are, right? Everybody's different. So you don't have to be like me. You don't have to be like Dana. (laughs) You don't have to be like your peers, be like you, but who are you? Right. And you just recently told me that you had a newborn. There was a metamorphosis you went through as a mom carrying your your seed. Right. And so the miracle is eventually the baby coming out. But the real miracle was the ups and downs, the pain points, all the stuff you had to overcome and go through and grow through to have your daughter come out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's an all part of life when we want to get to certain levels or we want to manifest or track, there's certain type of phases and stages you have to go through. So when I'm working with a company, I'm always asking, how can I be the best asset and value for you and for me? Yeah. Because when I first started getting brand deals, I think I worked with Bacardi and I was like, man, this looks good on my page. And then it got to a point where I look good on your page. Mm -hmm. Like, who I am looks good on your page too, because I'm somebody in my own world, right? Into the world because of that, because of the energy I hold when I take up space and in a container I hold in the world. So my energy is going to vibrate through your brand or company. So it's a win-win. It's not just, Oh, I got a crest there. Like, no, I have nice teeth and I look good on crest and crest looks good on me. It's an even exchange where I'm not giving all my power away because they're paying me money. It's more equally yoke because that is the manifestation of the miracle of us in that moment of that season. Yeah. We did some really cool exercises at the beginning when we were talking about energy. And I want to just like share these with people because I think it helps like the more you can learn about yourself, right? The more you can hopefully get comfortable with yourself and grow as a person. And I think that just leads to exponentially more opportunities. Life number we went through. Can you talk about what does a life number mean and how do we find it? Yeah. So your life path number is the number you're given at birth from your month, your day, and your year. You will add it up. And it's the path you're supposed to live out in this lifetime. So for instance, you know, my birthday is 3-9-1988. If we add that up, it's a 38-11, right? So 11 is a master number. We get illuminated with energy, more like a master teacher, right? A healer, a visionary, person who's an old soul, which I am. And so mostly in numerology, numbers go from one to nine. And then you have 11, which is a master number, 22, and then 33. Those are master numbers. But to people listening, just add up your month, your day, and your year. And whatever that number equals to, that'll be your life path number. So you might have a 24. That means your life path six. You might have a, a 19. So one and nine is 10. So that means your life path one. And then go Google it and, and see if those descriptions resonate with who you are in this lifetime and how you show up. I feel like it's God's language to the universe. When we see angel numbers, yeah, we see numbers like numbers have meaning to it. Like our body weight, our age, our bank account, the circumference of where we live, numbers matter. And I think the more we tap into that world, because I believe the people who run the world, they have this information and that's how they're able to scale 
life within themselves. Eric and I both have the same life path number, which yeah, is wild. Dana, 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 Dang. Wild. Dang. Oh, Pisces. My birthday is March 17th. You know, it's funny. I see 317 everywhere. Really? Oh, you got to look it up. That's an angel number speaking to you. Three, one and seven, seven is spiritual. One is authority and leader and three is expressive and creative. Yeah. Like randomly on, it'll be a clock. It'll be a if I'm somewhere where there's a subway, it'll be like a train number. You if, gotta do that. Is that That's random? your spirit guys, the angels speaking to you, like through those and numbers. Countless times, I'll just happen to pick up my phone at 317. Oh, yeah. You got to look at that. You got what, That's the message the universe is like trying to get you to tap into. So powerful. I love that. Okay. So it's miracle season. How do you practice and teach others to like live that every day? It basically starts with the person. I always say the book of you. Who are you, right? We got to get to know who we are. You know, how do we show up in the world for ourselves before anything else? So it starts with the mindset, right? What type of mindset do you have? Do you have a fixed mindset or do you have a growth mindset, Mm -hmm. right? Then we get into the vessel of your body. You know, how do you feel about your body? Do you love your body? Do you honor your body? Do you move? Where's your health like in your body? And then we tap into the spirit with a meditation, affirmation, gratitude statements, prayer, the universe, God, all those things. And we put those into one and that's how you're going to manifest your miracle within your realm, within your world to understand outside of yourself. Because yeah, we all want a miracle, but if we don't understand the miracle within that that comes with us, how can we manifest and attract the miracle outside of ourselves? Because there's a process to get to your highest self. There's a process to strengthen your mind. There's a process to strengthen your spirit. There's a process to understand and know your body. You don't just, oh, I'm this way. Like, no, there's a process. That's a metamorphosis. But you begin in middle end. And then there's levels to the miracle that you want, right? You know, first you have, you know, a partner that's girlfriend or boyfriend. And then you move in together. <laughs> then you spend a few years. And then, oh, cool. You, you get married or you get engaged. Then you get married. Then you have kids. Maybe for some of us, right? Yeah. It's a process. It don't just happen. Right. Right. You know, it's a process, so. So cool. If people want to learn more about It's Miracle Season, where can they follow you for that? So just go to my Instagram at Eric Bigger, E-R-I-C-P-I-G-G-E-R. On Instagram, I'm on TikTok, on Threads, Twitter, at uh, Eric Bigger as well. Go to MiracleSeason.co and get you some merch. Merch! And wear the miracle and be the miracle. Get you a hoodie, get you a t-shirt, get you a beanie, get you a mug, right? Get you you a phone case. But it's really a high vibration. And to go back to numbers, to people who are listening, you have an expression number based on the letters in your name. So I'm expression number nine with my first, middle, and last name. Each letter of the alphabet vibrates a number, right? There's a website called tokenrock.com that you can go and put in this information. However, it's miracle season vibrates at 11 frequency. (laughs) so the terminology is a 11 vibration what is your expression of your name what does that do like what does that mean how you express yourself like Uh, usually like your destiny in this lifetime so my expression number is a nine so we're more like humanitarians philanthropists we sacrifice time energy for the greater good we want the world to be better like that's how i speak oh my gosh i'm sure so many listeners on here are that because these are social impact mission-based people so i would be very surprised if we're not 
all very much. And then don't forget your attitude number. You will get your attitude number from your month you were born and your day. So my birthday is three, nine, which is 12. One and two is three. So my attitude number is a three. So I show up like a social light positivity life for the party right you know expressive creative that's the, it's three. the month in the day yes yeah. so three one seven and i add those together yeah so you got three eight so that's 11 which is two so your expression your attitude number i'm sorry is a two so your attitude is more like diplomacy tactful corroboration bringing people together the peacemaker the union you know how to like your ad is like how can i make us better how can i you know that's very it's true. Kind of like the eleven energies, the same thing, yeah. but it's just more, you know. I'm yeah. a very like non-confrontational, right? Peaceful, never like just wanted to be around people. <laughs> chill. Yeah. So the eleven is the high vibration of the two because it's the same thing. Yeah. Same with the master twenty-two is still the, the dilute of that is the four. Yeah. So, so yeah. cool. Okay. So I want to like bring this all together as we wrap up our time, and you have done a beautiful job at creating a brand built off of yourself and knowing yourself and doing great work with, yes, there are the corporate brands, but you do a ton of work in the philanthropy space as well. For organizations that are listening, that could be nonprofits, small businesses that want to scale and they want to grow, maybe yes, their organizations, but also their personal brands in a meaningful way. What would be your advice? I would just say connect with the audience that you want to entertain or be a part of. Like I always say, if I want to be the best as a basketball player, for example, I'm going to go play with the best basketball players in the world. Where do they show up? Oh, semi-pro, the pro-am is in UCLA. I'm going to go play. So volunteer if you can and go get in that world and see like, what is it that they want? So I have a client who worked at Procter & Gamble for 25 years as a VP. And I was telling him, I was asking him, I said, how do you scale brands? Like, he's like, it's really simple. We'll go to a campus. Say, we want to sell Old Spice, right, to a teenager. We'll go into a dorm and we'll go see what's in their shower. Two or three of them and realize, like, oh, okay. We'll look at the color of the bottle and we'll make it really simple. They said, oh, they don't have, they have hand soap, but they don't have, like, body wash. And then next thing you know, they do 400 million in sales. So, but they go to the actual customer to see how they're living, ask a few questions, and they scale the business. He was like, people think it's rocket science. It's really simple. And he said, when you're selling a brand or when you're trying to grow your brand, if you can come up with eight words or less when you're pitching, that's a beautiful pitch, right? Mission statement, yeah. you know, elevator pitch. And so it's really simple. It's just not easy if you don't have the community and had information. I would just go connect with the audience. I love that. It's so true. I was the same way when I was trying to learn more about growing my business. I joined a mastermind program yeah. with entrepreneurs that were making much more money than I was, but I wanted to be in the room with yeah. them and I wanted to have the conversations. And they're honestly like some of my best friends. And it was just like, I'm going to put myself out of my comfort zone. This is, I want to be in this space. I want to learn. I want to grow. And I'm not going to get it by like sitting here behind my computer. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> by myself. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. It's awesome. Okay. I want to jump into the last section of our interview, which is called ask and receive. Mm-hmm. So Eric, yeah. who is either a brilliant marketer or a brand that has launched 
a marketing campaign recently that you think just nailed it and should be on the show? Like a brand? Like brand, a brand or a personal marketer, somebody who's doing great marketing work. Either way. I know one person. Her name is Anna. I don't know her marketing name for a company, but I will say Hoka has really took off in the last 18 months. I've worked with Hoka. The sneakers are fire. They're comfortable. They've been around for some time, but I think what they're doing in a, the running space and a sports space is really good. Now we can go check out their Instagram and their website and their Yeah, and it, this is kind of diverse. You know what they're really doing that I like? They're doing stories. So cool. they're getting people from all walks of life to tell their like real life story. Yeah. I think that's kind of dope. They're just been consistent. I'm a big fan of the Instagram channel, Humans of New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always a good one based upon stories. It's solid. Okay, I'm going to check out that brand. Second question I always like to ask, what's one thing that you would like to ask for help or support on from listeners? One thing that comes to mind, how does a person properly ask for help, right? People are like, what you mean? You just ask. And it's like, yeah, I had a long history of not asking for help. So it's not that I can't. It's just like, what's the proper way to do it? Maybe it's not. That's big. I'm sure a lot of people can resonate with that. Yeah. And then just ask, you know, how can I be more visible in a unique, authentic way? I think that would be another question. So good. I like that. How can I ask for help? And we all need it. Yeah. Because what is help? If If definition or your perception of it is different than what you think. That's true. That's true. Lastly. And you said this before, but say it again. Where can listeners connect with you? Where's the best place? Listen, people, go to Instagram at Eric Bigger. And by the way, email me at itsmiracleseason at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram, Twitter as well. And let's have a conversation. Let's have an authentic conversation. Check out my content. Give me some feedback if you like. And let's work. You know, let's build rapport. I'm all about building rapport with people because I'll leave this with listeners. All money is not good money, right? Mm-hmm. I'm running to you on social media. You get people like in a coaching space, like, oh, I can help you make this and I'll help you make that. And it's like, stop. Why is it stop? I don't, it's not about, yeah, we want to make money. We want to generate funds and all, but it's about impact. End of the day is about impact. And there's a quote that I love. Success is getting what you want, but fulfillment is doing what you're made for. Yes. And that's what I'm in now, about being fulfilled. Yes. So, oh, yeah. And oh my gosh, that's so good. That's a great one to wrap on. That's very true. I think, and especially becoming a mom that has significantly changed in my life of what success looks like on a daily basis. And sometimes it's just a good day of snuggles and giggles with my girl. Mm -hmm. That's success right there, man. Amen. Amen. That's it. Eric, thank you so much for your time. Everything you're doing in the space. Appreciate you. Love. Be great. Continue to shine that that light of yours. We need it. (laughs) Thank you. You too. Can you tell I love talking all things digital? To make this show better, I'd be so grateful for your feedback. Leave a review, take a screenshot of this episode, share it on Instagram stories, and tag Positive Equation with one E so I can reshare and connect with you.